This episode of Game Master's Journey is brought to you by the patrons and other supporters of Starwalker Studios. Find out more about becoming a patron as well as all the other great ways you can support the show at starwalkerstudios.com support. Starwalker Studios presents Game Master's Journey, your multidimensional RPG podcast. Hello, fellow gamer! Welcome to episode 204 of Game Master's Journey. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. On this show, we discuss the craft and the art of game mastering. I've been running RPGs for over 26 years now, and I produce this show in the hopes that you can benefit from my experience, my triumphs, and my mistakes. Today, I'm bringing you the actual play of the first session of my D&D campaign, Hinterlands of Alondria. If you're a new listener of the show, welcome to Game Master's Journey, and I just want to let you know that most of the episodes of this show are not actual play. However, this one is actual play. The most recent regular format discussion episode is episode 202, in which I discussed creating D&D encounters using the DMG. So if actual play isn't your jam, you can go check out episode 202. So as I said, this is the first game session of my Hinterlands of Alondria campaign. We did do uh, quite a few preludes before this, which, which I've already released as part of the podcast. So if you're a new listener, uh, you might want to go check those out first. And this was our first game session with, with the entire group present. So in this episode, the PCs leave the city of Alondria to begin their adventures in the Hinterlands. Real quickly, I'll give you our cast of characters for this campaign. We've got Brett playing Wall, the protector Azamar Oath of the Crown Paladin uh, with the Knight of the Order background. We've got Craig playing Quincy, the human hunt cleric of Dianara, goddess of the wilderness, with the archaeologist background. We've got Danielle playing Gitfiran, the fire genasi wizard, uh, lore master wizard, with the alchemist apprentice background, which is a background of my own creation. Also, uh, the hunt domain that Craig is, is using for his cleric is of my own creation. We've got Emmanuel playing Larissa, the tiefling college of glamour bard with the entertainer background, I, I believe. We've got Phoebe playing Bryn, the Furbolg circle of the moon druid of Dianara, goddess of the wilderness with the Outlander background. And finally, we have Steve playing Malagar, the half-night-elf College of Swords bard with the noble background. All the player characters are starting out at second level, and this is uh, the first session of the campaign, not counting the seven preludes we, we did before this. Really quickly, I want to apologize for the not-stellar audio quality uh, of this episode. Normally, when I do these actual plays, in addition to the live stream video recording that I do, I usually also do 
an audio only recording on a separate device kind of as a backup. And I tend to use that for the podcast episodes because it, it just has much better sound quality um, than the live stream video. Um, but there were some problems with the audio only recording for this session. So I had to use the audio from the live stream video, which just isn't as good. Um, I did the best I could with it to, to make it sound as good as I could, but not uh, to the level of audio quality that, that I like to have. Uh, but future episodes of this campaign will have better audio quality. Also, I want to let you know that this campaign takes place in my homebrew world of Primordia that I've talked about a lot in previous seasons of the show. I've, I've discussed a lot of the world building of this setting with you. And um, I've been kicking around the idea of compiling all my Primordia material into some kind of Primordia supplement or source book. So um, if you would be interested in that, let me know. Uh, you can follow the link in the show notes or you can just get a hold of me on Twitter or by email and let me know if you'd be interested in that. I've also just recently created a forum uh, for the Game Master's Journey community. I will have a link to that in the show notes and you can go join that and check that out and uh, confer with the other listener GMs in our fantastic community. I want to give a shout out real quickly to my tier five patron, Steve. Thank you so much, Steve. And this is the same Steve uh, playing in our adventure today. And I also want to thank all the patrons and all the people who support this show. I couldn't do it without you. Really appreciate it. And you can learn more about becoming a patron yourself at patreon.com slash Starwalker Studios. And Becoming a patron isn't for you. There are other great ways you can support the show and you can find all of that information at starwalkerstudios.com slash support. All right, without further ado, let's move on with the show and let's begin our adventure. Before we get we get rolling, um, I, I got together with everybody kind of separately um, to go over everyone's characters. But but does anyone at this point have any questions or, or anything before we we jump into stuff? Before we pass the point of no return. Well, I said on the forum, I'm a little confused about the mystery cults like. But that's more background stuff. It's not necessarily important to the session right now, is it? What are you confused about? Oh, um, it's not confusing per se as it is just like I I just don't know much about the background or what I've been doing there. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Um that's, that's um thing. stuff I I have to come up with. And I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed, but I made a couple sub forums on our forum uh for the two mystery cults that we have right now. And I hopefully set it up in such a way that if you are a member of the mystery cult, you can see that. And if you're not, you can't. Oh, so we'll cool. see. So um, let's see. Um, Phoebe and Craig, your characters are uh, part of Dianara's cult. So you should see a forum for that. And um, Brett, you're a member of Alondra's cult. And I think that's it so far. 
I see. Yeah, I haven't seen anything for a cult, so. Oh, I did see that it. Front. So okay, good. Then it seems to be working as designed. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there. So so for those of you that are members of cults, um, I'll I'll start working on that. Um, but at this point, you guys are pretty. Um, you know, you're at the bottom rank, so there's not a huge amount of benefits at this point anyway. Um, but, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and kind of the way the mystery cults are going to work is, uh, your advancement in those is tied totally on, on what you do. So I I really think it's easiest to explain this in video game terms. So basically we're going to have story quests (laughs) and you're going to have various side quests that, that you can undertake or not. And then the, the mystery cults could be further side quests, you know? So, so we like farm rep with basically, with yes, exactly. Yes. Are there treasure golems though? Uh, I don't know. There, yes. there could be. <laughs> there could be. Um, can we do like a thumbs up for treasure golems? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, once we get going in this, it's going to be pretty sandboxy. So, um, you know, hopefully, we can use the forums and, and the various tools we have. So you guys can kind of decide each week what you want to do. Cause the idea is you're going to have a lot of options and it's totally up to you what you want to do. So you could spend a week, you know, doing something for the mystery call in for Dianara, for instance. And then those of you that are a member could, could earn brownie points. Those of you that aren't members, if you wanted to be, could become a member. Um, but that'll be really up to you guys. But but yeah, basically you'll do side quests for these different cults to improve your your rep uh, with them and and get benefits and and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. So do all side quest people have exclamation point hats on their yes. heads. <laughs> yes. Yes. If if it's a story quest, it'll be yellow. If it's a side quest, it'll be blue. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> and is there a spell to detect the color of the yeah right exclamation mark or find find yeah. nearest quest giver spell yeah, yeah. I have a divining rod the quest level of each quest is there mm. a color to that? <laughs> and an arrow so I don't want to run into any ones that are red. I don't want to do any red ones yet. Not at level two, we don't, for sure. There are six of us. If we just all kick it in the shin simultaneously, we might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> or they might sneeze, sneeze on us and then we're down. That's true. That's true. You know, it'd be a great thing to put on this main frame that I have here is a nice, pretty map. Too bad I don't have one. I have a, I have a really ugly map I could show, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> theater of the mind yes that's right that's right imagination believe me it looks way better in your imagination than if i were trying to try to draw it. <laughs> believe me all right um so let's see so so we're going to start out with a scene where you guys will be able to kind of introduce yourselves so um i'll do a little exposition and and we'll jump into it i'll try to keep this um short Especially after all my preaching about long exposition. Um. <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, first of all, welcome everybody watching. This is our first session. So we've uh, we've all gotten together individually to kind of work on the characters, and I'm going to be releasing those videos in the next week or so. Um, but this is our first session, everybody together. 
Uh, so if you're watching, you're, you're here on the ground floor. Um, and we'll let everybody introduce themselves uh, in just a minute. Um, so uh, we're starting out in the city of Alondria in the world of Primordia. And it has been five years since the breaking of the world began. And this was a cataclysm of earthquakes and um, volcanoes and tornadoes and hurricanes and all that stuff. And, and basically, uh, the world had one really big continent um, that is, has started breaking into pieces. And this started about five years ago. And because of this, the city of Alondria is filled to bursting with refugees, the sole survivors of the once great nation Alondria was the capital of, a nation that is no more, as well as those who were able to make it to the city from other places. So some of your characters are people who have taken refuge in Alondria and are originally from somewhere far, far away in the world. Uh, Alondria survived the breaking and the rifts, which happened at the same time. All these interplanar uh, tears in reality were opening uh, to various other planes and worlds and all kinds of nasty things came through those and, and created havoc. And uh, this all this all started happening five years ago. And um, the the rifts and the uh, breaking itself uh, diminished greatly a couple years ago. It's widely believed that the gods stepped in and performed some kind of miracle to save everybody's bacon. And although the breaking is still happening and although rifts still occasionally open, it's no, nowhere near as bad as it was uh, before. So Alondria is one of the few cities, one of the few uh, places of civilization in the world that have survived. And the reason it survived is because it's protected by a magical bubble uh, known as the Hand of Alondra. And Alondra is one of the gods. She's the goddess of uh, wisdom and knowledge, uh, civilization, history, things like that. She's also the patron deity of Alondria. And, and some people believe she, she built the city long, long ago, thousands of years ago. So this uh, bubble uh, prevented the rifts from opening in the city. So it gave safety from the rifts and also protected the city from the various natural disasters that came with the breaking. Um, Alondria now trades with a handful of other cities using magical portals. No one travels the wilds of Primordia anymore. No one that is except adventurers. So your characters at this point are, are not adventurers. Um, you have uh, various other professions that, that we can talk about in a minute. Um, but maybe you've thought about being an adventurer. Maybe you wanted to be an adventurer. Uh, adventures are kind of like the movie stars or the rock stars or the the pro athletes of Alondria. They're um, they are well known and and um, admired and feared and and all that good stuff. So that's kind of the the basic setup. So you've got the city overflowing uh, with with refugees from from all over. Um, there, I mean, there's a lot of people literally living in the streets and. Uh, below the city are caverns where uh, they've moved soil in, they're magically lit, and they, they have uh, fields growing crops underneath the city. And a lot of the homeless people actually live down there because they don't have to worry about rain and cold and, and stuff like that. 
So all of you know a member of the guild named Dorinda, and, and I think I mentioned her to all of you in your prelude. Uh, she's a she's a human woman. She used to be an adventurer, uh, but her adventuring career ended when her team uh, took on a red dragon and lost. And uh, most or pretty much all of the team except Dorinda were killed uh, Dorinda managed to survive by by teleporting out of there, but not before um, she was burned by dragon fire. So she has horrible burns and uh, lost her her sight because of it. Uh, so anyway, she's kind of the mutual contact that you guys all have, and she has talked to each of you individually and told you that she has a mission that she wants to recruit you for. Um, you will be, uh, basically doing this for her personally, but if you're successful, she will sponsor you to become full fledged adventurers of the guild. And, and if, if successful, this mission should, uh, count as your trials and you'll just be made members of the guild and you won't have to go through the trials or anything that, that people normally do. So, so you've all talked with her about this. And you all receive a message from her early one morning to meet her uh, in her chambers at the at the guild hall. And she asks you to, you know, bring your gear, bring all your stuff and come ready to travel on an extended uh, expedition in, into the wilds. So um, you all kind of come on your own at, at this point. You guys don't, for the most part, know each other. There's a few of you that may know each other a little bit, which, which we can discuss in a minute, because some of you are tied to the court in one way or another. And so you might know each other, um, but you all kind of come separately. The guild hall is in the portal square, was, which is at the center of the inner part of the city, which is the oldest part of the city, the part that was built by elves long, long, long ago. Um, the portal square is a round courtyard surrounded by the portals of Alondria that lead to other cities. Each portal is a 20 foot diameter gleaming circle of crystal encased in a lattice of silvery metal, uh, perhaps mithril. Uh, the portals are each flanked by guardians and the guardians are massive statues. Most of them stand around 10 feet tall. And as people have lived in the city for a while, you know, that these are all uh, magical statues that can animate when needed to to protect the portals in the cities. Um, one of them, which you know is a recently new, relatively new addition, is an eight foot statue of a uh, made of crystal of a winged elf. Um, the rest of them are are not quite as unusual as that one. Um, so these portals lead to Alondria's uh, various trading partners. Uh, among them, there's one that leads to the human city of Null, which is located in a region where magic doesn't function and is known for its gladiatorial arenas. And there's also a portal to the high elf city of Phaleel, far to the east, um, as well as other places. Uh, so on this portal is the Guild of the Honorable, or the Guild Hall of the Honorable Guild of Adventurers, Explorers, and Scholars which is a massive building uh, of elven architecture made of gleaming white, uh, magically grown stone. So this building looks like almost like liquid stone was pulled up out of the earth and shaped into 
the shape of the building. There's no blocks. There's no mortar. There's no seams. It all looks like just one piece of, of white stone. And um, ba, 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 the guild itself is an organization all adventurers of the city belong to. Uh, the guild discovered the portals and building, maintaining and protecting the portals occupies a lot of their time. Adventurers of the guild also explore the wild, seeking knowledge of the old magic that's been lost and other treasures, as well as remnants of ancient times to be preserved and studied in Alondria. So um, you guys head in there and you find your way to Dorinda's quarters. Her rooms are warm and comfortable. Uh, the doorways within her rooms are all hung with uh, beaded curtains. And you meet with her in her sitting room. Her sitting room is a fairly interesting. Uh, there aren't any chairs. Rather, the room is carpeted with layers of thick, brightly colored rugs. And the floor um, is then covered with thick, soft pillows for, for lounging. Uh, the centerpiece of the room is a humongous hookah. Uh, which fills the room with silvery smoke and the musky, flowery, heady aroma of the, the pipe flower that, that Dorinda is pretty much always smoking. Um, Dorinda herself is clothed in flowing silk cloth in turquoise and silver. The only skin of hers that is, is exposed is her face and her hands, uh, which are again are just covered in these horrible burn scars. Her eyes are completely gone. Um, she has no hair. Uh, and, um, yeah, so, so I told you the rest. Uh, so you know that when she went physically blind that, uh, she sought, um, comfort and, and sought relief from her pain and misery, uh, in Ganj and his, uh, psychedelic substances that, that he provides to the people of Primordia. And uh, God, Ganj as the god of prophecies and vis visions, among other things, uh, blessed her with a, a new type of sight in the form of uh, prophetic dreams and visions and, and things like that. So she now has this power to see the future and faraway places uh, in her dreams. Um, so, so you guys kind of come in one by one and, and she invites everyone to sit. She offers you you know, something to drink, something to eat. Um, there are, of course, uh, numerous hoses coming off of this hookah that anyone can uh, enjoy if they want. And um, once you're all there, she, she tells you that, and some of you may have heard this before, but she tells you that a couple weeks ago, she had a dream of a village out in the hinterlands, which is to say out in the wilderness uh, to the east of the city. And in her dream, this village was surrounded by a wooden palisade and was still very much intact with with people who were alive. And she believes that. That what she was seeing is is something real, something that this village is out there and um, exists. So Dorinda is, is an advisor to the queen of Alondria, and she told the queen of her vision and the queen's intrigued. Her advisors, however, uh, don't believe it. And, and they say, you know, there's no way that there's some village out there that survived this long on its own. That it's impossible. Dorinda also spoke with higher ups in the guild about this. And although they weren't quite as skeptical as uh, the queen's advisors were, they, they still found it hard to believe and weren't willing 
to um, devote resources to looking, you know, looking for this supposed village. But they did uh, give Druinda permission to uh, look into it herself. And, and she says to all of you, she, she says, obviously, you know, my, my days of adventuring out in the field are, are over. Um, so I, I know each of you personally, and I know that you each are uh, skilled and capable people and, and that you each have your own special gift, your own special talent. And I think that together, uh, pooling your talents together, I, I think uh, if you all form a team that, that you have a very good chance of, of finding this village. And if you can do so, um, th this could be very important to the city because right now the only way that we know that anyone has been able to survive uh, the breaking and, and the rifts has been through the through one of these ancient bubbles, uh, which only, you know, a few of the, the older cities have, uh, there's no way a village would have one of these magical bubbles. So, so if this village is out there somewhere, somehow they've survived and we need to find out how, if we can, maybe, it, maybe it's something we can use for the city, or maybe it's something we could use so that we could start to reestablish colonies and outposts where we can we can start moving people to and and start producing uh more food for everyone so that's that's what i've called you here for i hope that that you will agree to do this um if you can find this village i will sponsor your membership in the guild uh which i'm, I'm sure you know has all kinds of uh uh, privileges and perks that, that come with it above and beyond being being rich and famous and, and powerful, which, you know, who turned that down? Right. She kind of laughs and she says, uh, you know, normally you have to undergo trials to to join the guild and, and prove your uh, your worthiness. However, I, I have some connections and, and some people that owe me favors. And if if you succeed in this, I'm confident that that I can. Uh, sponsor you as members and, and you can bypass the trials and, and basically the guild will consider this your your trial. So so what do you say? <laughs> I ask uh did did you see any fur bulks in your vision? I'm I'm sorry, I I did not see any fur bulks. I, I saw only humans in the village. I just kind of look at my feet. Disappointed. And oh, I'm I'm sorry. I um drop my human disguise and um suddenly I am seven foot three in blue. Your question makes much more sense now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so, very confused. Uh Phoebe, go ahead and, and, um, and we'll just kind of do this as each person uh, speaks for the first time. Go ahead and give us a kind of description of of what your character looks like, what what people see, and what um, they might know about you, if if anything. Well, when I walked into the room, I was um, a human with red hair and brown eyes, just very very simply dressed, kind of a very threadbare tunic and breeches um i'm holding a very 
fancy looking staff. So it looks like an oak tree in a way. Um, but when I dropped my disguise self spell, um, I became seven foot three with large pointed ears, uh, blue skin, and sort of a more animalistic features, I suppose. Um, hair got a little more wild and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> still red hair, still brown eyes, but a fur bulg. Awesome. That's all I got. You all right. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, you can call me whatever you want, but I've been going by Bryn. My culture doesn't really do names. That's interesting and somewhat confusing. How do we, how does our culture speak to each other and not get confused on who they're talking to? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not that hard. You know, when I was living with my tribe, they just call me like, you know, Red Braids or Half Year's Daughter because my dad, you know, he was half his ear was gone from a uh, hunting accident. So that was, oh, it's not hard. I mean, when I was a little kid and, you know, I was nose picker for a week. That wasn't that great. Everybody <laughs> knew who they were talking about. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I think I'll go and start talking about those. <laughs> uh, Craig, you want to describe your character for us? Sure. I'm a human male, uh, elderly, probably able to be in my, I don't know, late 50s or 60s or so. Um, so long grayish white hair and unkempt beard. Um, yeah, I'm dressed in sort of gray and brown sort of leather and that sort of idea. So standard pretty boring clothes, I guess. I have, uh, beside me I have a, uh, a fancy looking uh, bow um, that's never too far from me. Um, I've got a I have a notepad in one hand and a quill that I'm sort of taking notes on, and I, uh, I introduce myself as, uh, as Quincy, Quincy Braxton, um, and look around the group uh, with an, uh, an air of them expecting to know who I am, and a <laughs> disappointment when nobody does. Um, yeah, that's sort of me. Awesome. Uh, Danielle, you you spoke you spoke up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your character? Um, yes. Yeah, so my my character is a uh, fire genasi. Um, so she uh, has red, ruddy, very red skin. Um, she has black hair, but it's highlighted with fire, <laughs> so literal flame. Um, oh, cool. So it's pretty pretty interesting and fun. <laughs> um, she she actually projects warmth. So if you are near her, you will feel physically warm. Um, she's she's um, muscular or or strong looking, um, but she's wearing kind of wizard garb. So it's kind of contradictory. She's a, a stout looking wizard. Um, she has many um, kind of 
hollowed out gourds with corks in them and kind of attached all about. And she has a big um, kind of growler strapped to her back um, that she carries everywhere. It's actually got like a sling on it. So the growler is kind of her defining thing. You may um, recognize a logo on the actual uh, containers. Her family is a brewer, uh, brewing family in the city, the Farisis. Uh, so if you are a heavy drinker, you may recognize the ale that my family produces. Um, she, in terms of parallel with our human experience, she's kind of Middle Eastern in um, appearance and voice. So that's I'm going to I'm going to try to do a slight Middle Eastern accent without trying to be racist or weird. If it gets too awesome. weird, I'll just be my normal <laughs> self. So if it's you could just flag it if it's too awful. I apologize. I'm just trying something out. It can't be as bad as my accent. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I think I probably told all you guys this before, but Alondria is a very diverse city because um, it has a long history of of trading uh, all over the world. So um, with the exception of maybe like half orcs and tieflings, like people don't really blink at seeing someone uh, from from some strange faraway place and even tieflings and, and uh, half orcs. I mean, once people know them. You know, it's fine. So, yeah. Uh, who wants to go next? Let, let's just uh, go through everybody while we're doing this. I should pick someone. Steve! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Off in the corner, just kind of taking this all in and studying each individual. Sizing them up, so to speak. Guy in the corner. Yeah, it's bronze skin with a slight tint of gray to it. Dark red piercing eyes, long white hair, all the way down to his lower back. Bright, bright purple clothes. A big old musketeer hat that is also bright purple with different color feathers sticking out of the back. <laughs> Sipping on a little bit of whiskey while he's watching everybody. Gives a slight nod to the palace guard as he recognizes and knows him a little bit from performing in the court very often. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Brett. Yes. I, uh, I'm standing kind of back against the wall, uh, kind of behind everybody. Um, are we a uh, quick question? Yes. Are we, are we with all of our gear right now or? Um, yeah, you were asked to bring everything you'd need for an oh, expedition okay. with you. Okay. So, 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 um, he, I am a, uh, palace guard. I'm a, uh, member of the, the Queens guard and, uh, very tall, um, wide shouldered wearing kind of a darker travel tabard with uh chain mail underneath. Um, on my back is a, is a shield that, that I carry with me everywhere. Um, my, my head is currently covered with a kind of a hooded cowl. Um, just trying to keep my, my face in a little bit of shadow, nothing, nothing suspicious or anything. Just kind of like trying to keep a low profile, standing very quiet, very still, uh, not quite at attention. Um, and just kind of looking around, I, I nod to the, um, to the, to the man in the, in the giant hat and, uh, to to uh Dorinda, I say in in 
kind of a uh, what would be a for us a kind of a Slavic accent. Um, I say, how many of us will will we be traveling with then? Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> I just realized I don't I don't have my uh, index cards. Um, I'm I'm sorry. What did you ask her? I don't remember now. Something about how how, how many people we're traveling with. How many people will be will we travel with? Uh, she says, uh, assuming everyone here agrees, uh, the the six of you that are here. How many did you see in the village? Oh, I I don't know. I didn't uh, I didn't take account. I mean, it, it was a pretty small village. I I would guess maybe a, a couple dozen families. I I I don't know. I I will go then. Good. That, that's good to hear. As a member of the guild, we get access to the outside, right? Yes. Yes. I'm in. <laughs> okay. That, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, while we're waiting on Manny, does anyone else have questions for Darunda or um, kind of um, it's pr a pretty laid back atmosphere and since she she's already spoken with each of you individually it's kind of she's kind of assuming that everybody's going to agree um so uh she encourages you since she says i i think most of you have not met before uh she says we we do have a little time uh if you wish to uh get to know one another a little bit um we uh, uh i have a, i've arranged transportation for you but uh, uh we can take an hour or so to to socialize if you'd like. Larissa is a tiefling. Um, however, when you see her, she doesn't look any different than um, an elf. Pointed ears, uh, blonde hair, uh, tanned skin. She wears uh, a long uh, tailed like coat, Mandarin collar style. Um, and she has a liar which she goes she uses and plays soothing tone tunes with uh but she never uh lets it go no matter the situation and kind of keeps her distance uh from from people trying to never have anyone behind her um just keep it just just keep it keeping anyone from noticing if you if it were that she has a tail which is hidden through a disguised self uh spell but she awesome. uh she would uh uh greet um what was it i mean uh Jorenda and just say it's a pleasure to see you again always is likewise always a pleasure out of curiosity, has anyone um, here seen any other Forbolgs in the city? Uh, no. I don't none remember ever seeing Yeah, none of you have seen any Forbolgs. <laughs> no. I might have seen a stuffed one not too long ago, but I can't remember. <laughs> I, looked, I looked down at him and that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess as an added note, if you spend any time at court, you may have uh, heard Larissa's playing as she is uh, sort of a courtier um, 
um, her background, uh, and she spent some time at court just kind of entertaining there for anyone who's a noble or anyone who spent any time at court. Do you have Do a rivalry? <laughs> <laughs> she tends to not, not, uh, she's not a competition kind of person. Um, it's more, more of a background, uh, in a musician. Yeah. And Malagar was more of a socializing with the people than actually performing. Oh, okay. While he was in so, court. So. so no, uh, no dueling banjos. <laughs> no, no, not really. Uh, you know, opportunity. <laughs> something interesting, uh, speak up if your character plays a musical instrument because quite a few of you do maybe everyone I i'm not do. sure maybe we should make a band <laughs> oh what's the name of mine i forgot a troop i play the harp i, I don't play... play an instrument i do oh. not either i am very it's... talented i play the card deck <laughs> I can blow on this. I can blow on this jug. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Nothing like that ruffling sound, card. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Abstract, abstract sounds. Of... <laughs> no, I shall the dick. I play. Yeah, I don't know. I am called Foley Artist. <laughs> I play the gems horn. Ooh. What What's the gems What the hell is that? Yeah. A type of ocarina made from the horn of a goat. Mm. Uh, I am cool. just that extra. Yeah. That I decided. <laughs> Did you eat the goat? How do you spell that? G E M S H O R N. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm finding an image. Yeah. Oh. Sexy. Sexy goat horn? <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. Well, <laughs> well, while half of us uh, perform, the other half can be collecting. That's right. I'm not very good at it. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm proficient. But... You do have somebody with a very large hat. At the very least, that'll be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and flamboyant. Yes. Passing that hat around will like quite a good amount of money. So. I turn to uh, Drunda and say, uh, anytime there's a chance to learn something new, of course, I'm willing to be there. Excellent, she says. Well, I, I think there will be uh, many opportunities to, to see, and, see and learn new things. Perfect. The world needs more knowledge. I, I agree. I've met you before, haven't I? Yes, I think we have met. I can't recall where. Would we, um, quick DM question, would we yeah. be open about our mystery cults or? Um, probably not with people you, you don't know very Just well. met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today. Um, Phoebe, you would know that, um, Craig's character is actually a member of the same cult as you. You guys have probably seen each other during meetings or rituals or ceremonies before went through orientation class together. Yeah. yeah but, but you, the, the mystery cults are very secretive. So, I mean, once you guys are, 
you know, fast friends or whatever, then, then it might be different. But right now you probably wouldn't discuss it in front of outsiders. Ah, uh, all right. Good to know. I don't <laughs> say that then. <laughs> so yeah, like I, like I said, you guys, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, there's snacks, there's a hookah, there, there are drinks. You, you kind of have some time to just shoot, shoot the shit. And, um, <laughs> Uh, if, if you want to role play any of that, that's, that's great. Otherwise, um, we'll just assume that, that you guys got to know each other a little bit in like over maybe like half an hour, an hour or something. And then we'll move on. Larissa's always trying to bat away any smoke that comes her way. (laughs) Did you actually see a stuffed furbolg? I believe I had. In a zoo or a library of some sort. That must have been painful. Please. Believe please. believe it had a lot of different animals on the strip on display, but that would have been back in. We're not. Did you name, did you name the dark uh, elf the night elf city, Lex? No, not yet. I have not. Okay, I would say the name of that city. This is where I thought. (laughs) That is truly disgusting. We're not animals. Well, I mean, technically we are, but so are you and so are all animals. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think the the surface night elves would would have something like that. That'd be more like what the underdark dark elves would would do. So maybe maybe your dad told you a story. From from an underdark city he visited at some point, <laughs> and, and somehow you just labeled it as the uh, the other city, city in the city. Yeah, spreading the rumors. I, 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 oh, I am a bard, so I do fabricate. So, yep. There you go. <laughs> I lean down towards towards Bryn and with just enough voice for um, for uh, Malagar to hear. I say, don't worry, I've seen stuff throughout. <laughs> Can I, I kind of smirk at that and lift my cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I am Vol, by the way. I I do not know if I know all of you, but um, you you can call me Wall. Wall, like a barrier, like a wall. Yes. I think it's If your caravan needs a wall, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> If you see me running, get out of my way. I'm probably afraid. (laughs) (laughs) It's very uncommon for someone to admit fear. (laughs) Truly. That reminds me, my name is Fear. Uh, Get Fearhan, but you can call me Fear. I like this name. I like Wall. (laughs) (laughs) And your accent. Top notch. (laughs) Lirza will take out her liar and start just playing some background music. Oh, uh, speaking of which, I, I forgot to mention, uh, also in this room is a uh, full-sized harp 
that magically oh. plays itself. Uh, it's playing a very soothing uh, melody. Oh, I try to compliment it. Oh, yeah, no problem. Try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Get outshined by a, <laughs> a magical harp. <laughs> Well, in your defense, I feel like the harp spends most of its time harping, so. Right. <laughs> Not a side gig. Yeah. 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 Well, in, in the harp, I mean, it, it just kind of plays the same thing on a loop. So you're able to uh, improvise around it and. Um, it's like elevator music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, let's not harp on the soundtrack. Let's go. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what you gave disadvantage on for that. Guy. <laughs> I mean, the dude's name is Wall. I don't know what yeah. we expected. <laughs> Are all of your characters' names puns, Brett? Is that just a thing that you do? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Last time, your friggin' monk named Kihai. Kihai. <laughs> it was so, I'm totally falling out of character, but it was so perfect because Kihai is Hawaiian for fire. So it just worked. Mm -hmm. Oh. Multiple layers there. See, yeah. it's, it's an onion. Nice. It's wow. an onion. Yes. <laughs> that, that's better than most puns. Most puns don't even have one. No, no. <laughs> Does anyone have anything they want to say to any of the other characters? If so, now's a great time. If not, we'll we'll move on. So go. Oh, we started a brawl while you were gone. A big old bar fight. <laughs> that's how all good D and D adventures start. Of course, the you're not in a bar, yep. but that's all right. The harp one. Wall picked, up the, wall picked up the table, took out the bartender. Yeah, it was nasty. <laughs> the harp. <laughs> hey, don't mess with that harp, man. That's right. It'll mess you up. <laughs> I want to take the harp on the adventure. <laughs> we are. I have a mini harp that I run Great. around and dance with. <laughs> All right, we'll just send you in ahead of everything else every time. Good standard up for the procedure. Yeah. Yes. Herbs yeah. <laughs> in the front. <laughs> My character's so oblivious to everything he would. I have like <laughs> zero perception, so. <laughs> uh, that's okay. My perception is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> I will be, I will be dancing and singing everywhere we go. So. Oh my gosh. Be like, oh, don't go. Oh, that was poison ivy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah. When do we get to go outside? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jorinda, just to confirm our mission or goal here, we're to head into the hinterlands, find a village that you've seen in a vision. Learn everything we can about said place and report back to you. She says yes. Uh, that's that's it in a nutshell. Um, I do have um, some things I will give you to aid you in your quest. Here we go. Sweet. Well, thank you, Bryn. She hands you something. Stand by as I grab a book. Uh, she hands you a. Ooh. 
A magical Pops. item. Presents. Uh, it is a smooth stone. Seems to be of of malachite, which is a uh, like a green stone with darker green kind of striations through it. And uh, it's it's this round, smooth stone, and it has kind of a spiral carved into it. And she hands it to you, Bryn, and she um, reaches into her robe and pulls out uh, a, a duplicate stone, exactly the same. And she says, uh, this is a sending stone. You will be able to use this to contact me. Um, so basically, the way this stone works, it lets you cast the sending spell, uh, which basically lets you send a message up to 25 words long uh, to the other person that has the stone, which is Druinda. And you can do this. Um, you can do this once per day. And so the, the stone basically recharges with dawn every day. Uh, so she asks you to report in every day kind of your progress. And then if uh, or when you find the village to to report to her as soon as you can, uh, once you find it. And uh, then she can she can give you more instructions. Uh, she can also use the stone to contact you once per day. OK, uh, thank you, Druinda. 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 I can say that. Um. So, so she says I would have staying into it every night. <laughs> yeah, what? I was like, who is the one she'd want to talk to the most? So I figured it it would be Phoebe's character. We'll see. Maybe she'll live to regret that. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. She she also uh ten alone. <laughs> Uh, so she gives the the party the the sending stone gives it to to Bryn to to hold on to, and um, she also gives each of you some supplies, uh, kind of a, a bundle. Um, I think everybody's got a backpack, right? Everybody gets some kind of pack, right? Um, so this is stuff you could put in there. Um, so you each get a potion of healing. Uh, you each get seven days worth of rations which uh, weighs in at 14 pounds. Uh, you each get two water skins that are filled. Uh, each of these weighs five pounds while full of water. Uh, they each hold half a gallon and you need a gallon of water a day. So basically you can carry a day's worth of water in these two water skins. So you have to refill them every day. Um, and you also each get a tinder box, which you use to make a fire. A mess kit, which is like, uh, I don't know if you've seen a, a real world mess kit, but it's like little plate, little bowl, uh, silverware, you know, stuff to cook and eat with around a campfire and a bedroll. Mm -hmm. So let me, um, I will go ahead and put that in the uh, okay. chat. Thank you. Um, uh, I actually have the wanderer background feature. I yes. can find food and fresh water for myself and up to five other people each day. Awesome. So, so, um, that's just a thing to note, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's more even... now. I can get more later. I can make beer each day. I like her more. 
Or mayonnaise also. <laughs> Are you guys seeing the chat messages I'm posting? Yes. Oh. Yes. There we go. So she gives you that stuff. And, and like I said, she said that she's going to provide you with transportation. So she says, uh, if, if you're ready, I, I can show you uh, to the aviary. Uh, the, the queen was uh, good enough to supply uh, some of her own mounts for, for you to use. Just to be sure that you can get there quickly and, and safely. Because it is, it is a bit of a journey. I'm, and uh, it would be far more dangerous if, if you were to go on foot. I sincerely hope that you have a horse big enough for me. If not, it's all right. She says, well, they're not horses exactly. Oh. I, I think they should be able to carry you. We need to get our own very own little dragon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you still in I human form, Bren? Uh, no, I'm Furbolg. Oh, okay. Right right. Full Furbolg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. pretty rare, right? <laughs> yeah. What? Furbolgs are pretty rare, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, um, Furbolgs basically live secluded. They don't really interact with other society except for the occasional, like, wood elf settlement. I mean, I haven't found any in the city. Yeah, she's probably the only no. Furbolg any of you have ever met, so they're pretty rare. Hence the third, hence the... This guy's self. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're very uh, reclusive. Not because we're, we're scary, but because staring gets old. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> and you're perceptive enough to notice me kind of taking notes about you? Well, I have a passive perception of... Hold on. I have a passive perception of 15. Nice. So, Oh yeah, you know what? She that's a, that's something I would. Um, yeah, you definitely saw. Let's know. <laughs> <laughs> my stuff was a nine, my friend. Yeah, let's like, uh, drawing a review in my notebook. Uh, Brett, what's your passive perception? That is an excellent question. Um, you're drawing me, or yeah, 11. I'm I'm 11. I'm intrigued by you. I just. Give you a little bit of an eyebrow, but don't say anything. And and my my attitude about it is like enthusiastic, and I hope it feels charming to you, but it may not. Up <laughs> 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 to you how you feel. About you are being but I'm drawn. Like, I'm like very excited about a new thing. <laughs> uh, Craig, what's your passive perception? Uh, only thirteen. Thirteen, Danielle. Only uh, eleven. Uh, Manny. 11. 11. Phoebe? 15? My passive? 15. Yeah. And Steve? 10. 10. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. um, also, while, while we're doing yep. the bookkeeping, uh, everybody roll initiative for me. I like to do this at the beginning. Oh, dear. Like I said, I have zero perception. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll just call for these in order of, of my things here. Uh, Danielle? 13. 13. Steve? Oh, 21. Really? 21? Holy shit. Oh! 
Did you just natural 20? I did. Yeah. <laughs> so early, Brett. Critical <laughs> initiative. <laughs> you just wasted your, you just wasted your That's 20. That's it, totally. It's ones the rest of the night. Uh, Phoebe? Yep. Uh, 21 as well, actually. I rolled a natural 19. All right. Uh, what's your dex, Phoebe? Uh, my dex is 14. Uh, what's your two. dex, Steve? 16. All right. Steve will be first. Uh, Manny. Five. Five. Craig. Uh, 18. 18. You guys are all over the map. Rolled the two. And, and Brett, what'd yeah. you get? Uh, mine's 20. I have, I have no dexterity. 20 total. <laughs> Right. He did crit. That has to count for some critical. <laughs> I have the dexterity of a wall. <laughs> oh my god! Here we go. Here we go. This is just the beginning. Uh, we'll be here every week on Tuesday. Get yourself Don't forget to now. take your waitress. <laughs> oh, um, Lex. Yes. Question about my staff, really fast. Yeah. Um. It's awesome. So it says I can cast Pass Without a Trace out of it. Yes. Is that once per day or just at will? Uh, that is at will. Awesome. Wow. Ooh. I think. Ooh. That is very nice. Not that I said that. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> I said that and then I was like, wow, that sounds really good. Am I sure about that? No, uh, forget I forget only make mayonnaise once a day. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's at will. Nice. Danielle, I know you got the short stick when you carry magic <laughs> items, um, and and I fully intend to to uh, come up with something else that it does. No, I chose I chose the short yeah, stick. Yeah. It's not like you bridled me with it. I'm just going to make mayonnaise all the damn time. Right, but but you also it's chose so something really flavorful, and I want to reward you for yeah. that. I just yeah. haven't been able to think of something. I, I thought of a lot of things for later, but yeah, yeah, right no, now. I'm I, I I'm okay for now. I'm working on it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really think of mayonnaise as flavorful, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Does anybody... It also makes pesto? I don't know. <laughs> you can use it for a lubricant. Have you ever rubbed it all yeah. over a tree? I was, I was, I was thinking does? I could, like, grease a whole hallway with my two <laughs> gallons of mayonnaise. Yeah. Just, like, are you are you sure? Where is... Is your character from the Midwest, like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we just need to think of a way of using mayonnaise in every encounter for 20 yeah. months. No, I, I don't even need yes. help. I will find Our a way goal. to use mayonnaise. Oh, yes. <laughs> Maybe she likes to pour some in her alcohol. You never know. <laughs> if we do this right, I have, seen, I have seen weirder stuff. So. When I was a kid, I got lice, and my mom made me sleep with mayonnaise in my hair. Yeah, so that's a thing. That was a thing. That works between that just sort of teaching somebody a lesson. No, I think if we do this right, we can probably get like Heinz to sponsor uh, Star Walker Studios by the time yes. we're done here. Yes. <laughs> Please. There we go. It. Brought to you by Best Foods. <laughs> Your chance of getting Miracle yep. Whip is totally shot, though. Yeah, no. We, we don't make Miracle Whip. <laughs> uh, I Although like I could imagine much more RP and funniness for Miracle Whip. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back back to the back to the story. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> since since you guys seem to be done uh, getting to know one another, um, she leads you uh, out of her rooms 
And you notice as she walks, um, she, she must uh, spend a lot of time in this building because she seems to make her way fairly well, even though she can't see. Um, um, she has like a, uh, like a, or what do you call it? Like a, like a little stick, you know, that she uses to, to make sure there's nothing in front of her, but, but she seems to have the, the layout of this place pretty much memorized. And, um, she leads you, uh, through the, the guild hall, uh, to the, the roof actually. And, uh, on the roof, uh, there is an aviary where the guild had has its own mounts uh, that they that they raise and use. Um, but as she said, the the queen actually uh, provided uh, some of her own, uh, which are which are wi- widely regarded as the the finest mounts of of this kind uh, in the city um, that the that the that the royal family breeds. And I'm just getting these images set up here. Um, so, uh, the queen's mother, uh, the, the queen that, that passed, uh, some years ago, her mother had, uh, a, a fondness of, uh, a particular type of bird, uh, that's common in this area. It's a, uh, it's a type of, um, blue jay actually. Um, so if you live in Washington, like me, you see these things all the time. If you're from elsewhere in the company country they're they're different like they're different than the blue jays we had in the midwest um but uh, (laughs) since since i don't want to share files with you because that uh that made a big mess if you go to our shared folder um on google drive there's now an images one and there's a giant j and there's like four pictures of of what they look like but they're blue with uh kind of black heads and they have kind yeah. of spiked hair um Stellar J. yeah stellar's J, yeah. J. yeah that's what they're they're called so um the the queen's mother the late queen uh loved these birds and uh in in a uh effort to please her i guess um one of the the wizards of the court uh proceeded to create uh giant versions um so waiting on you on the roof are six of these birds uh the size of giant eagles like they're mm-hmm. big enough you can ride them as mounts and and each cool. is saddled with a with a special uh saddle that that they that they use for this and uh you're told think- that th- this is how you will be getting where you're going they're uh, I take some rations have to feed them. Feed mine. Yeah. I... Yeah. <laughs> uh, she she oh. said she says no. Um, you you should be able to make the trip in uh, less than eight hours. So so um, you you should need to feed them. Um, by the caravan by, montage. Yeah, by by foot or by horse, it would probably be at least a three day journey. But but these guys can get you there in like seven hours because they're fast and they, they fly as the crow flies or as the J flies, I guess. in this. Case. <laughs> so yeah, um, probably none of you have been on one of these mounts before. Uh, so the, uh, there, there's a, like a, a tender there, uh, who 
you know, shows you the basics of, of how you control them and how you get in, in and out of the saddle and strap in and, and all that good, good stuff. Um, and she says that she tells you that the, the, the birds have been magically, uh, imp imprinted with where they're to take you. Um, so you, you don't need to worry about like navigating or, or anything like that. The birds will, will fly you where, where you need to go. Um, she doesn't know exactly where this village is. Um, so they're just going to take you someplace in, in the area and then it will be up to you to search and, and try to find it. Um, so, uh, Quincy, uh, looks at the birds kind of suspiciously and, and sort of circles around checking the saddle a lot. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sort of pulling on the straps. Okay. Malagar is excited. He just jumps right on and says, let's go. <laughs> you said these have been magically altered. Uh, are you asking Dorinda that or, or the keeper? Yeah. Well, either one. Um, she says, she says, yes, the, the originals were, uh, magically altered you know normal birds uh but the the wizard knew his stuff and and they actually uh breed them now so he created the first pair and then and then they they've bred them uh so the I... the queen uh uh or the royal family breeds them and then the guild and, and some of the noble houses do as well just pet it speak and say well i suppose that's not your fault little guy big guy yeah and and the the former queen chose them mainly because of of their their beauty and color um but but since they've been using them they they found them in a lot of ways uh preferable to giant eagles which is another mount that's commonly used uh because they're not nearly as aggressive um so they're easier for people who aren't highly trained bird riders to to use um, because they're not as uh, aggressive of predators as as the giant eagles are. The giant eagles are are a handful to control because they just want to go hunt. <laughs> I, I use prestidigitation to make a like one of those gold name necklaces that just says Stellar. Nice. It's like, <laughs> stellar. <laughs> uh, the bird seems to like it. It, it kind of cocks its head to like get a look at it and 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 it kind of fluffs its feathers and nice. and, and kind of raises the crest on its head and, and looks very proud <laughs> i'm taking more notes about it i pat the front of the bird i say you are a good bird and i climb up onto it <laughs> all right um just for fun i'll have everybody make it an animal handling check just to see how comfortable you are if you don't have it it's just a wisdom check i believe yep. how smooth um, your flight is yes. 19 uh nice. 21 wow i have plus five wow. in handling well you are a druid that makes sense yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god i've got a 14 okay. 13 13 okay Mine does not like me. I got a one plus one, so two. <laughs> <laughs> Yours does not say stellar. <laughs> so, um, turns, turns around mid flight, <laughs> starts pecking at me. 
<laughs> yeah. So so Maligar has a little a little uh, difficulty with the the saddle, which is a pretty complicated affair, and there are numerous uh, safety straps and and whatnot. And and so the keeper actually wrinkling um, my clothes. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Um, the the keeper helps you strap in and and straps you in very tightly. And in fact, you you notice um, as you're kind of watching everyone else um, engages some straps that that the others aren't using. <laughs> um, maybe for for less skilled riders, you're you're not sure. Um, but but Maligar, you are well strapped in. You're not going to fall off, but you'll probably need help getting off once you get there. <laughs> Because they got you strapped in really good. <laughs> Just don't show fear. They they smell fear. <laughs> oh, I'm not afraid. I'm excited. Quincy starts complaining to the handler that uh, why does he get extra straps to keep him safer, and I don't. <laughs> oh well, well, I, I can I can use extra straps for you too, and start strapping you down too. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Blasted birds. Good luck. Melagar, I think your bird is jealous of your hat. <laughs> it might be. It is a definitely brighter than he is. Jays are very proud. They're very vain. Yeah. You might do well to tell them that they're pretty. Like you, aren't you so beautiful? <laughs> aren't you a pretty bird? Can't you make gold necklace? <laughs> All right. Um, so so you guys uh, take off on these birds. Um, it's probably uh, mid morning about this time. And uh, as they take off, I mean, you guys, it kind of takes your breath away because these these uh, birds move uh, very, very quickly. And uh, they they soar over the city, and, and before you know it, you're uh, beyond the city and and flying over the wilderness. Um, so it's uh, a long trip, probably after an hour or so, the uh, exhilaration of of flight starts to to wear off a little bit. Um, but but you guys uh, just fly over um, just seemingly endless countryside and and you see really no signs of civilization or uh human or or other habitation of, of any kind you you see uh mountains and and dense unbroken forests um occasionally you see ruins of structures um but the ones that you see um seem like they've been abandoned for for some time um, can I check? Can I yeah. check to see if I notice what type of ruins they are, like from who? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um. How about just uh, intelligence check? Sure. Can I just use my uh, historical knowledge ability? Sure. What yeah. What's that do? I can correctly ascertain um, ruins or dungeons' purpose and determine its builders. Oh. Okay. Yes. Well, that's easy enough. <laughs> Technically, I have to do it when I enter it, but I feel like being near it is probably enough to give me something, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, the the runes that you see, you you actually probably would would even recognize some of them, like be able to say, "Oh, this is this specific thing." Uh, they they the ones that you see are 
of human construction and their ruins of the nation that Alondra used to be a part of five years ago. Um, Very good. So, and, and, you know, you've, as an archaeologist, you know that any ruins that have been ruined or abandoned for, for very long at all uh, tend to disappear. They get covered by vegetation and, and stuff. So just the fact that you can see them from the air, it, it's, you know, it, it makes sense that they're more recent. Uh, I, I start telling everybody about this as well as giving uh, a lecture about the different types of ruins in uh, <laughs> incredibly obnoxious detail. Yeah, yeah, the, the different stages of architecture of the empire, you know, and how you can yeah, see them exemplified it. here. <laughs> hey, Lex, what's the wingspan from the, the from tip to tip on the bird? Oh, I, I don't know. <clears throat> a, a long ways? Why? <laughs> Why do you ask? Is it, is it more than 20 feet? Uh, I don't know. Why do you ask? <laughs> Tell because me what you're I really asking. <laughs> I want to cast dancing lights and have a blinking light on each one of the wingtips. Oh yeah, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can totally do that. I don't know what their actual wingspan would be, but but yeah, you could do that. <laughs> awesome. So now it looks like an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and the other birds can see you coming from from long off. <laughs> yep. And know which way you're headed, assuming one is red and one is green, or something like that. Yep. yep. <laughs> awesome. Are the other birds now jealous of this pimped out bird? <laughs> uh, it's hard to tell. They they do keep glancing at it. So you're not sure if they're jealous or if they're just wondering what's up with the bird. Or... <laughs> we can make um, formations. Yeah, there you go. Formation flying, being guided, being guided by the by the lit one, oh. right in the uh... by the guy who rolled a one for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the shiny bumbly guy up front. I am pulling loop the loops. I am just having the time of my life over here. Nice. Bryn's like inverted. I'm completely strapped in, so I have no worries either. <laughs> I'm going like, woo! <laughs> like, I haven't done this in forever. <laughs> awesome. So, so yeah, you guys, um, it's about a seven hour flight. And uh, you just see a lot of trees and mountains and rivers and, and, and things like that. Um, you don't, uh, you don't see anything dangerous i mean you guys are are flying pretty high um so so there's not much at at your level other than than other birds and they don't seem to uh pay much attention to you and and you guys are are booking these things seem to be flying as fast as they can so we know where the village would be like the rough general area or well you're going to be you're going to be deposited in the general area, but you don't okay. know. You're just going to have to search. All right. So we're just, we're just, we're just chilling. We're just having fun. We're not doing anything. I mean, she, she gave you some landmarks that she saw in her dream. Like, oh, there's this twisted oak tree that looks a certain way. Um, but, but they're the kind of things like you're going to have to be pretty close to the village to even see those landmarks anyway. Um, 
because there's or things that she saw in her vision. outside <laughs> what was that steve or knowledge of the outside because i don't think my character would be able to tell the difference from one oak tree to the other oh yeah yeah that's a good point <laughs> but yeah it was it was basically things she saw in her vision so there's things that are within sight of the village itself so um yeah not terribly helpful I mean, by the time you can see those landmarks, you'll probably see the village itself. So I have to do some searching, I guess. So, um, like I said, it, it's like a seven hour flight. And, and, you know, even those who are really enjoying it after a few hours probably kind of just settle into the, the tedium of, of riding on this bird and, and the rhythm of its flapping wings is probably fairly hypnotic. Um, Luckily, uh, on them? yeah, you, you're strapped in well enough that if you fell asleep, you wouldn't fall off or anything. So you, you might doze a little bit if you're if you're really bored. Um, but uh, a, a few hours, uh, probably about five hours into your journey um, as, as you're flying over forest and, and you see uh, Primordia has some some truly massive trees, even bigger than our Sequoia trees here on earth um so every once in a while you know you have like the canopy and then you'll have these occasionally these trees that are just like head and shoulders taller than everything else um and you, you guys are flying uh over this forest uh when you see something coming at you kind of ahead of you and from like a lower altitude but but climbing up towards you some kind of uh winged shape and as as you get closer to it, you see that that it is a a very strange creature indeed. Um, it it does have have wings, but but as you get closer, you see that it isn't a, a bird at all. Um, hang on, let me find a picture that I can describe it better. Uh, it looks it looks like a almost like a like a lion. Or some other great cat with uh, bat-like or dragon-like wings. Um, as, as you get closer, you see its head. It has the face of a of a of a human man. Um, he's got a long, gnarly beard with all kinds of like twigs and leaves in it, and he's also got a, a, a longer than normal tail for like what a lion would have. And you see at the end of the tail, these wicked looking spikes, almost like giant porcupine quills sticking out of it. And it looks like a, a fearsome beast indeed. And, and as it uh, swoops towards you and you, you see this kind of human face it has, uh, you see this uh, disturbing level of intelligence in its eyes um, that, that you don't like. Have I encountered anything like it in my studies? Uh, make uh, let's see, make an arcana roll. Nineteen. Oh wow! Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty distinctive creature. You know, it's called a manticore. And, Danielle knew that. Ooh. Yeah, they. Uh, no, no one really knows where they came from. If they were the the result of some kind of magical experiment or created by some dark god or or what. But they're uh, they're wicked creatures. Um, they they kill for the fun of it. 
and um, they're they're almost never friendly unless you have some kind of advantage over them. Do we have an advantage? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well you have. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you the also know that they tend they tend to hunt in packs, so your or prides maybe might be the better word. Um, so so Uh-oh. you're lucky that there's only one, but there may be others nearby. Yeah, <laughs> lucky. I don't think lucky is the word. <laughs> Keep an eye out. <laughs> so is he coming for us? He definitely yes. sees us. Yeah, he seems to be. Uh, he's on an intercept course. <laughs> Can we try and give this thing a white burst? Just like, can we just kill it with fire? Or, yeah, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> or that. I, I pull my shield off my back and set it and set it against my arm. Sorry. I, I'll pull my bow out and uh, mock an arrow formation uh, while trying to gain higher ground. How far away from it are we? Um, it's, it's closing to within a, a couple hundred feet at this point. Do we see any others? Uh, this is the only one you see. Um, um roll, well, I guess roll yeah. a perception check. Whoever wants to. I wave him. at him. <laughs> that's, a thir- thir- that's a 13 for me. Okay. Also remember, I have a passive perception of 15. Yeah, my eyes. Oh, right. I I, uh, rolled a perception of 19. That's what I got. (laughs) 18 plus one. Okay, so, um, uh, Brett, you would. Actually, I didn't add. 22, sorry. Okay, so, so (laughs) Craig, you and Brett see far, far down kind of where this thing came from, way ahead of you. And, and down, like at the level of the canopy, you, you see a few more of these things uh, circling, but they're, they're far, far away. I yell across to everybody, this is not one we can win. We must go. Yeah. Too, too many. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so however we can, we is, can maneuver. He is scared, he will run. <laughs> I, had, I, had like fire, I had like fire in my hand and it just... all right so uh steve's character is in the lead right is that right yes yeah um i I cast i cast friends friends on myself just in case okay i cast long strider on my my j so it's speed increases by 10 feet oh cool does that does that work with flying it doesn't you just say otherwise. So cool. Long flyer. <laughs> Striding with wings. Can giant birds dash? Yes, they can. <laughs> yeah. I just kick mine in the flanks gently. Anyone can dash. <laughs> Far how what is the flight of these of these birds probably like around sixty or something like 80. that? Eighty. The airspeed velocity of a fully 80. laden Stellar J. They're they're yeah. flying at they they fly at eighty <laughs> and mechanically you guys have been traveling at a, at a fast pace, uh, which is how you were able to make this trip in only seven hours. But it it does uh, lower your passive perception by five. 
for noticing things just because you're flying over so fast. Um, let's see what. Oh, I have a five of perception. That's awesome. Well, well, Danielle, you're a wizard, so I'm guessing you have a pretty high intelligence. Um, I have a high intelligence. Yeah, I do. So you you do some quick calculations as you see this thing coming towards you, and you realize that um, assuming it's flying as fast as it can, and and granted it's climbing, so you know you have to factor that in. But it seems like your mounts are the in it just a race. Your mounts could outrun this thing. Or outfly this thing easily. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Um, if, right, if you just keep fly. going, you you know it, it might molest you a little bit, but it's not going to be able to keep up with you. And its friends won't catch us if we don't it stop. Just keep swimming. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what you just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, however, going to take a pot shot at a uh, Maligar. Oh no. Um, as it's flying, it does this weird motion where it like whips its tail almost like a whip. And you see some of those spikes like shoot out of the tail uh, towards Malagar and, and his bird. Um, let's see how it does. Uh, -oh. uh 14. Does that hit your armor class, Malagar? It does not. It does, however, unfortunately hit the bird's armor class. Oh, uh so yeah Ouch. malagar kind of like ah like kind of is as much as he can dodge strapped into this saddle which isn't much but he he manages to kind of lay against the bird and, and not get hit a few spikes fly overhead but uh a few of them uh hit the the bird like right in the breast um and uh, -oh. uh um you're not it doesn't seem to be terribly hurt it, it's still flying okay um but but yeah and and then you guys kind of fly past this thing. Uh, does anybody want to take an action at this point? Yep. Um, I have a light crossbow. I can try and shoot. All right. Um, Steve, do, do you want to do anything? Yes, I do. <laughs> what do you want to do? I'm going to heal. I'm going to heal my bird. Oh, uh, cool. Good. Eight points of damage. Uh, yeah, you, you, uh, kind of put your hands against its feathers and, um, uh, sing a song of healing and, and you feel the energy flow into you and into the bird. And, um, uh, it seems to, to be fully healed. Nice. And the, the bird, as it's Who's flying, it kind of looks back at you, like kind of cocks its head to, to look at you and, and you, you get this feeling of, of appreciation from it. You're not sure how it's emoting that to you, but <laughs> board's respect. Uh, Phoebe, Phoebe, give it a thumbs it? up and I tell it to haul ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phoebe, do you want to do anything? Um, nah, I just want to keep flying fast. Okay. I see no reason to antagonize this thing. Uh, Brett? Nope. I have very little long range. No. You can throw your shield at it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it comes back. Only if I throw myself with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's throwing the shield. I don't think it's ever going to cross his mind. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the definition of one use weapon. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I heard it comes back if you throw it at an angle. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> get, get some magic bungee cord to tie to it. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> uh, Craig? Um, Anything? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a... I'll, I'll give it a, uh, a discouraging shot across the bow, if you would. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, pull up my, uh, my longbow, and I'll give it a shot. Uh, 22. Oh, yeah, that hits it. Uh, okay. Um, that is... Damn, I'm rolling well. 11 points of damage. Wow. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, that worked out. That was almost as high as I could have rolled. Nice. nice. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah you, you, you take a shot at it, and it, it sees the arrow coming, and it, it tries to, like... Um, roll out of the way and your arrow uh, pierces one of its wings and and punches a hole in one of its wings through the membrane and it it makes a really awful sound of rage and pain sounds like a cross between a lion's roar and like a bird shriek and like a human scream it's really disturbing (laughs) unnatural sound serves you right bird thing (laughs) <laughs> uh danielle yeah i so, mean i'm i can't win but i can't lose so <laughs> oh i rolled a one on my attack so what, what i just shoot doing? a fireball into the ether <laughs> you threw a, a fireball at it not a fireball firebolt firebolt but okay. yes I did, I did throw a tiny ball of fire at it and it just Whipped off. Say, yeah. Did you say I can't lose and then roll dice? No wonder you rolled the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, obviously karma. Is karma. I throw mayonnaise. <laughs> yes. It is blind and determined. Yeah. Yeah. So you go to cast your cantrip, and at the last second, like there's an air current or something, and mm. the bird kind of does this, and you're like, <laughs> oh. throw it off wide. It looks pretty though. Yeah, it's like fireworks. Just threw at the face, kind of confuse it. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so let's see. Actually, it can uh, it can take another shot uh, before you guys are out of range. Uh, so this time, it's gonna shoot some spikes at uh, at Craig's character. Well, oh. I wanted to uh, shoot it. If I could. Um, oh yeah, Manny didn't. Manny didn't get called. Manny's next. Manny. Manny ah. rolled a oh, five initiative on initiative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the very bottom. Uh, <laughs> Craig, it rolls a ten the, to hit you. I'm guessing that misses. Uh, yep, that does. All right, so uh, that's that's his action. He's he's chasing after you. You guys have kind of passed him at this point. He's chasing after you, but it's obvious that he he's not going to be able to keep up. Uh, Manny, what what do you want to do? Um, a crossbow bolt. See if I can hit it. Ooh, natural twenty. Nice, nice. critical. Ooh. First critical nice. of the campaign. No, somebody will crit for initiative. That's a total. Don't worry, Wall. I got you back. The <laughs> <laughs> total twelve piercing damage. Nice. Nice indeed. All right. Um. So, so you, you put a crossbow bolt in it, kind of hitting it in the side as you guys kind of fly by. And, um, let's see. So Steve, it's back to you at this point. You guys are probably, 
Um, let's see. Probably about a, a hundred feet away from it. Uh, it's behind you at this point. How far away? About a hundred feet. Is that is that mayonnaise distance? <laughs> That's pretty far from mayonnaise. Uh, then I am going to I'm going to inspire Craig. Okay. I feel inspired. How how do you inspire him? Uh, I don't have any of my websites up right now, so I just pull my harp out and just sing something happy. Okay. Shoot him in the face. Shoot him in the face. The <laughs> <laughs> nice happy song. Shoot him in the face. Shoot him in the face. I'm always inspired by disco. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of my go to, so you know, just be warned. <laughs> yeah, actually, um I I sh- I have two vocalists at the table, so I should that should be the last time I sing in the campaign. And I'll just I'll just <laughs> hand it over to people that, that are far better at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um as I lose my car. Here we go. Uh Phoebe. Still just flying? I mean, it's coming after us? It is, but it, it can't keep up. It's kind of following. Yeah, it's following. Yeah, behind. no, I just keep going. Yeah, you you hippies. It's in the review. Rear view. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't waste the spell slot on this guy. Uh, the rear what? bird window. Um, I want to maneuver my bird back so that I'm in the the back of the party. Okay. As we're traveling, so kind of sure. putting my bird and my shield in front of everybody else. They're in between. Cool. Awesome. And that'll be my. Your gleaming shiny shield. Yeah. Could probably like blind it. Can blind it. <laughs> yeah, I start aiming. Amy, is it what time of day is it? Uh, it's um, afternoon. Okay, I'll just start playing with the with the reflection of the sun, trying to get it in his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, Craig. All right, feeling inspired. I will uh, take a final shot at the thing. I guess. What does inspiration do for me? I'll give you a one d six on your attack roll if you want to use it. Uh, sure. You need to, to decide after you roll. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. hit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In that case, I will use my sharp shooter feet to do a minus five plus mm-hmm. ten damage. Ooh! I didn't know you had that. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, I will take the plus five. That puts me 19 plus. God. Well, it, it's a hit nonetheless. Yes, that hit. Yeah. So four, sorry, fourteen, nineteen. Yes, so, that Cool. And then I will do seven plus seventeen plus three. Twenty points of damage. How many? Twenty. Twenty? Holy crap! Well, what number are you? Two. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's a D eight plus ten. Yeah. Plus three. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I rolled a seven. <laughs> so, yeah, Very nice. Twenty points of damage. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah that that one goes actually right in its chest, and and you actually see it kind of falter in its flight when when you hit it, 
Um, and it's even uh, flowing, flying more slowly now after that. Um, you seem to have to have actually heard it pretty bad. Um, nice. Danielle. I think we should take this thing up. <laughs> no, he's got buddies down below. I don't want to <laughs> give How time. How close are we now? <laughs> uh, about 100 feet. Ah, 120 foot for fireball. Oh, crap, bitch. All right. <laughs> um, do you want me to roll the dice twice or double the dice? Uh, yeah. Uh, roll twice as many dice or okay. roll them twice. However you. So seven plus nine is 16 damage. 16. Wow. With a fire bolt. Um, nice. Uh, so. Uh, Danielle, you're going to have to help me with your name. How do I say that? You can just call me Fear. Fear? Nice. <laughs> so Fear throws this, this ball of fire out of her hand. Uh, hits the thing like right in the face. And um, burns its beard off. Its beautiful mane oh, is gone. I didn't mean to do it's that. I'm so sorry. Bald, blackened, <laughs> ugly man head now. And it seems really pissed off, but also very hurt. <laughs> Oh, I feel slightly bad about the whole beard thing, but let's <laughs> take a while to grow, you know. <laughs> so since it's part bird, do we yes. smell chicken? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, yes, you do. It is. It is upwind. You you do smell. Uh, smell. For some reason, I'm getting very hungry. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he had just groomed his beard today. Oh, yeah, oh. Like ribbons in it, like the cowardly lion. Yeah, it's a really strange turducken smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, he is he is uh, still barely in range. He's gonna take a shot at Brett. Oh, hey, that's a good roll. Um, that is a twenty-three to hit. That will hit. Ooh. Oh no! Um, let's see damage. Uh, four piercing damage. Okay. So it, it shoots spikes at you and you, you put your shield up and, and it uh, blocks most of them, but one of them flies past and like hits you in the thigh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Manny. Come on, guys. Oh. I guess we're back to the top of the of the round. Yes. <laughs> um, so at this point, let's see. Uh, you would be um, at this point. You're you're probably over two hundred feet away from it. Like you you're pulling away at this point. So I don't uh, know if you can do anything from that far or not. I can take a shot at disadvantage. Okay. Go for it. Oh no. Uh, seven. Uh, seven misses. I think this is the first time someone missed it. <laughs> and that's just because it's an extreme range. Uh, Steve? You're using a longbow, right, Craig? I am. Then I'm going to inspire him again. I feel inspired. Okay. One should never hunt what one's planned to kill. <laughs> uh, Phoebe. I guess from here on out, I just focus on... I just yell at everyone. Come on, don't waste your time on it. We can outrun it. Outfly it, I mean. 
You know what I mean. Let's just go. <laughs> uh, Brett. Hmm. No, I'm going to continue. Um, can I use my full my action yeah. to dodge? Yes. Okay. I'll I'll stay behind in between the manacore and the rest of the group, and okay. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, Danielle. I uh, I don't have anything that goes that far, so I'll just okay. giddy up my my stellar J. Okay, so that's that's another round. Um, let's see. Well, I guess I guess he can try to hit Brett one more time. He's going to be at disadvantage because it's at the limit of his range. Um, that's only a nine. That's not going to do. No, it. that does not do it. Brett has a pretty good armor class, I think. It's handy <laughs> in my um, hand. Yeah. So, so at this point, you you guys are far enough away that that you can't really do anything to it. It can't do anything to you. You, you see the the others below. You, you can all see them now as you guys kind of fly over them, um, kind of coming up towards uh, the one that you injured quite badly, actually. And uh, a few of them seem to kind of start to fly in your direction, but then realize that there's no way they're ever going to catch you. And um, you, you leave them behind. I, uh, I take my, I take my, uh, my shot that was locked and ready to go and uh, reluctantly uh, bring it down. Put the arrow back in its quiver. Oh, now hang on, Craig. What's your, what's your range? 600 feet oh well oh, yeah he can hit yeah you can, you can still hit it I, can anyone uh, else go beyond 200 feet or, no just crazy at this point yeah go ahead and take 200, shot, uh, 320 all right yeah that's why i inspired him so he can do one more shot and you don't even have disadvantage right i've right? got three no uh sharpshooter means i don't yeah. have disadvantage. No, sharpshooter so threading that needle <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, 15. That hits. All right. So that does. Oh. Uh, 14 points of damage. All right. How do you want to do this? <laughs> I will. Uh, Raise a holy symbol to Dianara, say that this is for you, and knock uh, knock the arrow and strike it straight through an eye. Nice. Nice. So so its face already blackened from the firebolt and, and beardless and hairless. Uh, it is like screaming out at you in rage and frustration as you fly away. And um, uh, Quincy just... Fires an arrow, and the rest of you just see, like, it just seems like magically the fletching of an arrow appears where the sting's eye was, and you see the 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 rest of the arrow coming out the back of his head with like some brain on the tip, and it just starts like spiraling down, and and you hear the rest of the manacores like howling at you in rage, but but they're far too far away to do anything about it. Oops. You killed our mommy. Raising their fists. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I did not expect you guys villains. to kill that thing. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we used it. We used. I don't know. We used a fireball. That was. It was a fireball. Yeah. Fireball. fireball. That was on fun. How many others were there? Fireball in it. Well, you stumble. When you stumble into way like a fireball, yeah. that cost me three arrows to succeed. Yeah, you weren't recovering those arrows, my friend. No, I'm not recovering those arrows. <laughs> those yeah, I agree, I man. That was you could try. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a quest in itself. Just find the arrows. <laughs> um, so I, I look upon my bow and I see a small icon has uh, shown up in audit of. Uh, Seems like the outline of a manticore. Cool. Ooh. Ooh. Achievement unlocked. (laughs) 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 New title gained, manticore slayer. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, well done, guys. Um, So the rest of your flight uh, goes without incident after that. And, uh, after after about seven hours uh, of flying on these things, uh, they start uh, spiraling down towards a a small clearing that you see in the forest, and they land and and as you guys start um, you know untangling yourselves from from the saddles and, and dismounting and, and getting your gear off, uh, you see that uh, you are in this clearing in the middle of this forest. Uh, there's a lot of uh, evergreen trees, but also a lot of deciduous trees around you. Um, there is a thin mist uh, kind of swirling around the floor of the forest. It only goes about as high as your ankles. And um, sunlight kind of streams in through the through the treetops. And at the same time, it, it seems a very peaceful and kind of tranquil place but it also feels like a place that hasn't seen humans in a very long time. If ever you really feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. And as, as, sorry, go ahead, Phoebe. I jump off my day and run to the nearest tree and just hug it. Okay. (laughs) Oh God, it's been so long. Yeah. It feels really good to be in nature again. Rolling in the grass. I look down at Larissa and and say, "Does does she know that tree?" <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> I look back at everyone. Notice they're all staring at me. Uh, pick up this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Take your time. We wait. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, it just turns their back to the weird girl. Like, oh, <laughs> Do you need privacy? <laughs> I think you missed a spot to roll. No, on. I. I just hold on. I just. It's just been a while. Like, you know, in the. You you guys just wouldn't understand. You're you're city dwellers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand. I do not understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I would, I would never hug a house. <laughs> <laughs> I pat the bird uh, one more time. All right. So, so as you guys uh, get dismounted and you get all your gear 
uh, and supplies off of the birds. Uh, once you've done so, kind of as one, they all uh, take to the sky and start flying back uh, the direction you came, back towards the city. And you're on your own. Uh, now I'm a little village, afraid that or... they're not making back with Atlanta course. Oh, or they no. just drop us off. <laughs> they're faster than the manticores. It'll be okay. How do you think we plan on getting back? Take manticores. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they said they're friendly if you have an advantage. Reduce their numbers. <laughs> so, 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 um, about what time is it? Uh, let's see. It would be about uh late afternoon, early evening, probably like four or five o'clock, something like that. So, how long until dark? Uh, you've got probably three, four hours until dark. Okay. Perhaps we should find so a we... place to rest. Yeah. Um, I'll start looking for a suitable shelter place. Okay. Help, uh, help I just there. pull out a wineskin and take a drink. Uh, how... Uh, I'll, I'll go over to Wall and ask him about his injuries. Oh, I'm fine. It it was a. I don't know what this is. The splinter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Fair enough. Fair enough. I am fine. Thank you. Put away my first aid kit. Just <laughs> 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 save it for later. Fair enough. Let me know when you're wounded enough to deal with enough attention. <laughs> if you see me fall over, then you know something's wrong. <laughs> no. Or if you hear him scream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I heal you now? <laughs> oh, no, I'm fine. Just a flesh wound. But your arm is gone. <laughs> I didn't need that one. <laughs> it's not my shield arm. I'm good. I run faster with one arm. <laughs> how far do we, do we know how far away we are from what from our destination from the village you you don't know um Jorenda told you that where the birds would take you she she thinks is fairly close but um she doesn't really know it, oh. It's somewhere in the vicinity of of where you are, but you're not she, like. Do we have signs? There are no signs. <laughs> can I use? I yell out. Is there any humans around? Two village fingers. Can, can I use guiding hand to go to to direct us to one of the landmarks that you remember mentioned? Guiding hand. Is yeah. that a spell? It is. Yeah, it's just a. a it's just a finger on a on a post like that. Basically, tiny incorporeal hand directs you to a, one major landmark that you can name on the same plane. Oh, well, isn't that handy? Doesn't that just completely yeah. trivialize the quest? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> Wait, what's it called? Guiding Hand? Yeah, it was just showed up on the uh, spell list that I had. It must be uh, UA or... Yeah, yeah, I think the, it is. The, yeah, I was going to say, it's not in the PHP. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you want me to switch spells, I can. <laughs> no, no, I'll just... Uh, I've got that, that one printed out here. I'll just find it. I just want to see how it works. Yeah, I don't know either. Which, I just have the... Which book? Um, level 1 Divination. Uh, UA... Yeah, it's it's the uh, uh, starter spells. Start can, yeah, yeah, starter spells from April third of this yeah. year. Yeah, page three, if you want to know. <laughs> so it's concentration takes you a minute to cast it. I, I can cast it as a ritual. What does that mean? Uh, it it takes it means- ten minutes longer to cast, but you mm-hmm. don't have to use a spell slot to do it. So you take I'm eleven minutes. To take 10 to, extra minutes. Yeah, so you take eleven minutes to cast it, but you don't use a spell slot. So all right. I will uh, start start praying to uh, uh, Dianara and uh, ask her to guide us on her path. Hey, I have that spell as a cleric too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good spell. You want to join in on like the the, the circle of guiding? <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't have this. I don't have this spell. I'm just saying it's on my list. Oh, I never okay. I didn't look at the unarmed connoisseur spells, but there's some for a bar. That's kind of. I'm cool. taking notes about what you're doing, though. It's important to me. Cool. I wonder what. <laughs> okay. Does. So, so I there, guess. there are some limitations to this, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sure there are. Um, it. Uh, you name one major yeah. landmark, such as a city, mountain, castle, or battlefield, on the same plane of existence. Someone in history must have visited the site and mapped it. If the landmark appears on no map in existence, the spell fails. So, um, I tell you so, what, the, if, if you try to find the village, it, it won't work because it's not on a map, but, um, one of the, one of the landmarks that she gave you was a, uh, ma- a strangely shaped mountain peak that, uh, looks like, uh, like a, like a finger like this kind of like someone pointing their finger up. Okay. Um, and that is something that would be on maps. So you could use the hand to find that and then um, you be in the in the vicinity because she said she could see that from the village and it was what would it be? It was north of the village. Cool. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's a pretty cool spell. Yeah, I liked it. So, <laughs> I, I had this moment of like, hmm, this is a Campaign about getting lost in the woods. I can't have a spell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <Manning>. Craig. <laughs> um, so you're doing that. You're you're doing your ritual. Um, Malagar shouts into the forest. Is anybody there? Or whatever you said. It kind of yeah. echoes. And there's many this- many times. I say. <laughs> Shut up. You you notice after he shouts, like all of the sounds you were hearing of like animals and birds and everything like stops. And there's this very um disconcerting silence that settles on the area. Um as oh my as god shouting. I cast pass without a trace on all of us. <laughs> okay, everybody everybody hide. This doesn't seem right. Hey entertainer, you lost your audience. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Amazing. All right. I'm a city boy. I don't understand. I'm, I'm yelling. <laughs> like, this is how you get shit done in the city, man. <laughs> you can't just yell in the wilds like that. Why not? There are a lot of things out here. That's what we do when we got to talk to each other across the uh, square. Yeah, right. it's also great if you want to get a pack of wolves down on you real quick. Ah, it's just wolves. Uh, Phoebe, you hear uh, in the distance some rustling in the underbrush. Um, sounds like a a number of smaller animals moving towards the underbrush heading in your direction um, at a very high speed, like rushing towards this clearing that you guys are all in. And I want everybody to roll initiative. Can I uh, make an assumption I do not have a weapon uh, my ritual? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're <laughs> casting at this point, Craig. Wait, I said pass about it. So did his, uh, he just, there's no, there's nothing that could. Man, that's awesome. Well, pass he can just sit behind us and do his ritual while we kill no, him. No, I mean, like, I cast past without, without a trace on us. If we did stealth, would it be um, completely useless since uh, Malagar yelled? Well, yeah. Well, pass without trace. Wide open in a clearing, though. Too, pass without so. trace gives you a plus 10 on stealth. So it will help you hide. Yeah. But at this point, no one is hidden. And nobody's hiding. <laughs> Nobody listened to me. I said to hide. I was casting. We don't know you. <laughs> I was trying to find people. You found something. Yeah. I just, I just put my head in my hand. I say, <laughs> city folk. Oh my gosh. All right. Who's uh? Uh, Brett, what's your initiative? 19. 19. Uh, Craig? Uh, 23. <laughs> wow. Uh, man? <laughs> 19. Um, I'm also 23 with a natural 20. Oh, nice. Uh, oh. What's your guys' dexes, Craig and Manny? Uh, 16? Plus 2. No, 15, sorry. Uh, Manny, what's your dex? Uh, mine is 14 plus 2. Okay, so it'll be Craig and then Manny. Uh, Steve, what'd you get? 20. Man, you guys are rocking the initiative today. Phoebe? 19. Hey. <laughs> uh, Phoebe, what's your dex? Uh, my dex, what was it? Uh, 14. And Brett, what's your dex? Zero. All right, so it'll be Phoebe and oh. Brett. Uh, Danielle, what'd you get? Ten. Ten. All right. Wow. I'm not used to the cleric rolling high on de- on uh, initiative. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cleric of the hunt, so uh, high dex, high wisdom, low others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe <laughs> cleric of OP. <laughs> okay. Wait until something attacks me. That guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where? All, all right. So Bryn hears these things coming. Uh, the rest of you don't. Uh, so let's see. We're just gonna don't what? They don't hear, hear anything things coming. 
so Bryn, you uh you have a an action, you have a chance to uh do something uh before they they get here because you you beat them in initiative. What whatever this is, it's coming. So so what would you like to do? Um hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh options uh, above and beyond the obvious are you can dodge or you can also hold your action if you will. But if you hold your action, you have to specify what you're going to do and what's going to trigger the thing you're going to do. Um, I will sh- shape into a dire wolf. Oh, wow. Do you have uh, stats for a dire wolf? I do. Awesome. I have um, I have a whole it's actually part of the character sheet I use. Nice. It, it gives you all the stats. I was like, this is so cool. Awesome. <laughs> it is a good character sheet if this is the one. That yeah, that was, it's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty clutch. <laughs> it just fills everything in for you. Yeah, yeah that was Whoever awesome. did this thing, like, spent a long time. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Yes, I can't especially because it has it. But... Yeah. yeah, especially because so. it has all the UA stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are are discussing various things or whatever. Um, uh, Quincy's oh, before doing I turn his in his ritual. Direwolf. I say something's coming. And uh, and then I turn into a direwolf. Yeah, Bryn says something's coming, and then her form shifts, and suddenly she's a direwolf. And is that <laughs> well, all you, you don't can? Don't that every day. Is that a <laughs> bonus action to shift, Phoebe? Um, since your circle of the moon, as a circle of moon druid, it is, yeah, yeah. What he said, I okay, guess. So you still have a druid. you still have your action and your movement. Um. So, like I said, you can dodge with your action, or you can ready it to do something once whatever this is shows up, or you can do something else. Do you have something else you want to do? Uh, I guess. Um. I will bite the anything um, that attacks. Okay. If I can do that. Yeah. I'm not really used to holding act. Um, all right. All right. So, so at this point, uh, you guys, um, you know, uh, Bryn shouts her warning, turns into a wolf, a dire wolf. And... You guys all look at Bryn like, what the hell? And you see her like kind of, you know, legs out straight, like in, in the wolf, you know, ready to pounce or, or act and staring very fixedly in a, in a certain direction. And you guys all look in that direction and you see coming out of the underbrush um, what at first glance appears to be a flock of very brightly colored um, turkeys. And as they, they run towards you, you realize that they're they're like turkeys and that they're brightly feathered and bird like um, running on two two legs. Uh, however, unlike turkeys, they have lots of really sharp teeth. Ew! what? <laughs> Worst Thanksgiving what? ever. Um, yeah. I would say I would say that Phoebe and uh, Craig's characters both definitely know what these things are. Um, they're known, uh, commonly in Alondria, they're called little terrors and, uh, they're, they're more technically, um, known as velociraptors. 
And they will attack. You said they're small. Yeah. They're like the size of turkeys and, and they will attack (laughs) things many times their size in in groups and rip them apart. Right. Yeah. These are the little guys. There's bigger ones too. Wait, were velociraptors really that? Oh, okay. They were kind of were that they would have been kind of disappointing on them. Totally yeah. Honest. <laughs> exactly. It's like a piranha. Like, yeah, see, I was confused yeah, by that too. I always thought they were the bigger ones, but at least according to the monster. Well, they manual, made them not. the big ones in Jurassic Park, but they're not. Science has disproven that. Oh, okay. They were, they were like three feet tall. And, and the monster events. manual. So the, and the monster manual, obviously the source of yeah. truth. Yeah, I was going to say Dungeons and Dragons is more accurate than Jurassic Park. Well, Dungeons and Dragons is full of a bunch of pedantic nerds, so. But yeah, these are, are very much kind of peacock colored. So they're yeah. blue and green and turquoise and very and purple and very brilliantly colored uh, as they, they run to murder you all. Is it um, nature to know those things? Because I am actually... Um, expert at nature also uh yeah yeah it would be so so you would recognize them too yeah anybody with proficiency in nature would would know lore master mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and actually i guess now that i think about it the bards would probably know too because they're pretty common animals in this area and and with huh? your uh whatchamacallit your jack of all trades you would i think you'd probably no. know about them too so so, so that would be just wall Wall was the only one. Nobody told me it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> They're almost as colorful as me. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so uh, they get to attack since since most of you are are surprised. Um, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, so let's see at this point, hang on, I'm getting this all out of order. Yeah. So there's enough of them. They're just going to attack everybody. We'll just do it that way. So we'll start. Are they, with, are they considered arm or are they individual? No, they're individual. Um, yeah. how many of them are there? Uh, you see at this point, you see seven running at you, uh, that have come out of the woods so far. Uh, one runs toward people. wall. Oh no! And he rolled a crit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> All that armor does not help when I roll a twenty. <laughs> Got that first aid kit. Just wait. Did you guys ever get a hand signal or anything? <laughs> All right. So it bites you and claws you. So that was the bite. Um, be fun. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, that is 13 piercing damage to wall. Woo! It was yes. almost maximum damage. Uh, the claw is an 11 to hit. No, the 11 misses. All right. Now, uh, number two runs up. And yeah, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to assume you guys are kind of spread about this clearing, not all necessarily bunched up together because you're all kind of doing different things um one runs up to uh is there somebody that i can be next to sure who do you want to be next to um who was i standing next to um 
I guess uh, probably Bryn because she turned into the wolf. Okay. Pack tactics. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of pack tactics, um, <laughs> yeah, one comes after Craig's <laughs> character. Uh, oh Sorry? no, uh, that is a twenty-three to hit you, Craig. Oh yeah, good God. Uh, four piercing damage with the bite, and then a fourteen also to hit you with a claw. Does that hit you? No. No. So it bites you, but does not claw you. Does how does does this break by concentration? Uh, oh, because you're casting the ritual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you're wasting a spell a level one spell slot. Come on. Well, you as a ritual, you don't use a spell slot, so you won't. I know use... that's why I have to keep on going. No, even if if you stop, like it will never use a spell slot because you're doing it as a ritual. Oh, so, so I can start over. But but if you want to keep casting through this combat, then then you can make a concentration roll to see if you can keep going. I will uh, not. I will. If it's not going to waste it, I'll pick it up after the fact. Yeah, because you said you were doing it as a ritual. So right. It okay. Take a slot. Okay, cool. So then we won't worry about the concentration. Um, so that's Craig. Uh, one's going to attack. Danielle's character. Holy crap, I better switch dice. I just rolled another 20. Um, Damn it. That hits my wizard armor class. <laughs> Crit against the wizard. This is never good. I have a high con, though. I'm uh, an alcoholic wizard. Uh, question. Well, Nine piercing damage. Yes. BB? Since I was holding my action for uh, any sign of attack, would I move after that first one, or would I move after they're all done? Um, yeah, actually, you can you can take an attack at you can bite the one that attacked Wall because he's standing right next to you. Okay, so you can go ahead and do that. Um, so Danielle, you took nine from the bite. Yeah, that's half of my hit points. Cool, cool, cool. And then the claw is a is twenty to hit you. Yeah, that, yeah, that hits, of course. <laughs> um, or five, barely five, five. slash. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. All right. I mean, is four a good number of hit points to have, or what do other people say? <laughs> that's, like, that's like max hit points for a like, first edition. Good campaign, everybody. I'll see you uh, next week. Yeah. Yeah. It's been real. That was uh, nice knowing y'all. To hit. What, Phoebe? That was 14 to hit. Uh, 14 does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Where are my d6s? I should have had these ready. Um, uh, that is nine plus three. That's uh, 12 damage. Piercing. All, all right. Um, so, so this Velociraptor runs up, bites at wall, like bites into his leg or something. Bad stuff. And you jump forward and you just chomp your jaws down like right around its neck and you grab it and you like shake it you know like dogs do and you hear with your very keen wolf ears you hear its neck snap like three times as you shake it and you finally let go and its limp body just kind of flies a few feet away and lands in a rumple of feathers (sighs) (laughs) at least we got food (laughs) I really like being a druid I think (laughs) 
Uh, all right. She said one, she does create food and water. <laughs> uh, attack Manny's character with an 11 to hit. Oh, no. That's and a 9 to hit. So that doesn't hit either. Uh, one attacks the wolf. Uh, with an I throw eight. my shield out for disadvantage. Oh, okay. Um, uh, rolls a natural one. So thanks to disadvantage. <laughs> is that against all the attacks or just one? That is... Oh, that's a good question. I believe it's just the one, but... Might be I think you're right. I think it might just be one. Well, the second one was yeah, only... I think it's that's reaction. coming from against protection. So yeah. I'm sure nine misses you, right, Phoebe? In wolf form? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one attack. Okay. And now one attacks Steve's character. Uh, that's an 11 to hit. Nope. And a 17 to hit. 17 hits. Uh, so that's with a claw. It claws you for three slashing damage. And there are two left, so I'm just going to roll to see who these guys attack. Uh, one comes after Craig's character. Uh, a 7 and a 16. Does the 16 hit? Craig? Does that have to beat or match? Match. Then yes. Okay, so it hit you with a claw for six slashing. And the final one is going to go after Craig as well. <laughs> Not good. And I rolled another 20. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And that was well, one of my die. I switched dice. <laughs> I, I only got five hit points left. So, uh, hey, there's um, one more than me. Well, now you're at zero. That's what I have. <laughs> uh, uh, how do we take on a manticore that died at turkeys? <laughs> right? Uh, so, so it attacks you again after you go down. And so oh, that's messed up. How yeah. misses you, even with advantage. I'm not sure how. I rolled a two and a four, which is only an eight, which doesn't hit you, right? No. <laughs> how do you miss if he's unconscious I don't know maybe it's chewing on his boot and it's just not doing any damage to him. <laughs> I think you auto crit yeah. rules lawyery I think you auto crit when you attack an unconscious person yeah but you, have, you still have to hit him oh that's true oh. isn't it a crit yeah. Is it a hit? yeah if you hit who's, it's an automatic who's crit. you I really think he should be dead, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Start making that new character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Chicken TPK, day one. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. well, you guys have survived uh, the onslaught. Um, no. so we go back to the top of the round. Wait. Almost survived on the onslaught. Um, Wait, actually, uh, I didn't get an action. Yeah, I think uh, but, but, this was a surprise round. That's why oh, we're okay. going back to the top oh, of the. Cool. Yeah, yeah no, I'm no, trying to remember. Surprise. I think you still get to go after they go, right? Surprise. Surprise round surprised. is like a whole round separate from the initiative. Yeah, so yeah. fifth edition doesn't have a surprise round. How many? Oh. How many? Um, how many are still up? Uh, six. 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 Oh, come on. I hate this index. Surprise. See, travel surprise. Just tell me the fucking page number. I yeah. hate the index, too. Travel yeah, surprise. So the, slow travel the surprise. surprise. The surprise <laughs> happened when we start from the top of the, of the initiative. 
this is a good thing to <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna scream I go to the page the index tells me, <laughs> and then it says, see chapter nine for more information. About the- um, um, all right. I, I'll figure that out next week. Uh, Danielle, you can go. I, I think, I think you can right. go. So go ahead and go. Did everyone, well, it, did everyone else go? I, I just, I was no, last. But, so. but they went, um, oh no, you know what it is. I remember now once they go, oh, yeah, you yeah. can take reactions. Oh, okay. So if you have a reaction, have you can take a I can, reaction. I can, I can stab it with a dagger. That's no, because they didn't. No, because they didn't provoke an opportunity attack. So I don't have any. Right. I don't have okay. any reactions. Yeah. Okay. So so now we're at the top of the round, and Cray gets your go. So everybody lost a turn because they were surprised, except Phoebe. Cool. And are you actually unconscious, Craig? I'm yes. at zero. Yeah. So. Make a death save. Cool. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Derek's down in the first round. That's cool. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, 13? That's what what is the death save? Ten, 10 or higher oh, okay. is the success. It's, um, yeah, it's just a straight roll. Con? Uh, no basing? Just 10 or higher? No, yeah. no. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. add anything, unfortunately. Okay. I have one success. Awesome. Uh, Manny. Good. Well, I'm going to... Uh, healing words, our fallen cleric. Oh, nice. The irony. My bonus text. I think almost everybody has some kind of healing magic in in the party. Almost everybody, if not everybody. I do. I'm a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) You like lick someone's face? (laughs) Yeah. Feel better. <laughs> saliva. I heal you for seven uh seven HP. Nice. That's half my hit points. <laughs> and that is a and, bonus action. Uh, so you still have action. Yeah. So uh, what are we allowed to do with the action? Just anything. If you cast another spell, it has to be a, ca- a cantrip, right? Right, right. But otherwise you can do anything you do with an action. Do I'm going to vi- try and vicious mockery this little one that's in front of me. Okay, cool. How did that work? Uh, for such beautiful feathers, these <laughs> so, ugly teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he does a save. I'll tell you exactly which is. It's a DC 13. Okay. I need spell cards. <laughs> I believe it's a wisdom saving throw. Okay, he did make it. So. He make he made it. He did not. Okay, so then he will take one d four, which is three, and then his next attack has disadvantage. One d uh, so three psychic damage. Okay, cool. All right. Um, which one was that against? The one that was against me. Okay, okay. Uh, Steve. All right, bonus action. I am going to heal the wizard. Yay! (laughs) Sounds like the safest bet. (laughs) The wizard wants to do some AoEs. (laughs) (laughs) Six HP back. Nice. Thank you. And that was with healing ward, so that was a bonus action, and then I'm going to stab the one in front of me. Awesome. 
17. Does that hit? Oh, yeah. Ooh, max damage. 11 points of damage. And this is with your longsword? Yep. The elven longsword, yeah. Yeah, so you just you just lunge out and you stab it uh, with your longsword um, and uh, you kill it. That is the end of that that bird. I spit on him. <laughs> uh, Phoebe, mess up my clothes, will you? <laughs> <laughs> um, where are the surviving ones? Like, who are they on? Uh, there's there's one. Craig. Yeah, one on Craig, one on Danielle. Uh, there's one on Manny. Yeah, basically everybody but uh, but you and Brett because you killed that one. I think I okay. Well, I'll go to and me. The one in front of me is dead. I'll go to whoever is closest. Well, um, I've a little terror on them, and uh, that one again, and. That is, ooh, yeah, that hit. That was a natural nineteen. Nice. With and your staff. No, I'm I'm biting them. Oh, that's right, you're biting them. Ooh. Gotcha. Wolf. Wolf style. And do you and technically have advantage is... because yes. tactics? I do technically, but yes. I did not need it. Well, you um, roll twenty. You should always double roll to see if you crit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I should. HP. totally forgot about that. I'm going to. Ah! If it's not a 20, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Okay. That was still pretty good, though. Um, so that's uh, 13 damage. All right. You uh, you you chomp on another one and, and you hear its bones crunch in your jaws and you taste its blood. And that is the end of that guy. Mm, delicious. <laughs> gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> yummy yum yum all right brett um and limp over to the one by uh by craig's character okay and attack that okay isn't there still three by craig or something there are yes. four left and three I of them are by craig yeah i, well, I got attacked by three of them <laughs> quincy sorry <laughs> doesn't matter okay all right <laughs> I, I come up next to Quincy. I'm like, okay, I need your help now. And I swing <laughs> my battle axe down at that he's laying there. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. I need healing. That is uh, 17 plus 4. 22. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. One. Yeah, okay. So 1d8 plus 2 with my battle axe. Ooh, seven, uh, nine total slashing. All right, you uh, chop that one in half. Nice. All right. Uh, there are three of the seven left, and they flee. So, um, um if, if you would like, I uh, eat some. Brett and, uh, um, let's see, Manny and, uh. Craig and Steve, I believe, could take attacks of opportunity if you want to. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. I sure do. Oh, yeah. Let's fill that cook pot, guys. <laughs> I, I grab. Uh, nice. 
I got a I rolled a, I got a crit to hit, so I did seventeen points of damage. All right, you kill one. <laughs> um, I bring out my uh, trusty shovel and bash one upside the top of the head, and I rolled a three. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally surprised. They, they have resistance nice. to shovels. <laughs> yeah, petty yeah. terrors are the worst. <laughs> how how double immunity? Uh, twenty-one to hit. Oh with yeah, my rapier. That's uh, eight total. All right, uh, you, no, uh, six. You uh, finish off the one you you insulted before. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I got an eighteen to hit. Oh yeah, that hits. That's uh, seven. I kill it in such a way that. I try to kill it in such a way that we can still eat it. Okay. Yeah. As I'm it's already fish kebab. As I'm sure we, we yeah we. <laughs> as I'm sure we won't. I will not try and take bites of the ones that have been gobbled down by the. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're Munched. all. Um, they're all dead now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The all ones right, with I, the wolf uh, mauled, you'd probably get bits of bone in like every bite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I finished eating the one that I killed before. That's just responsible. That is responsible. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> and yeah. oh no hit points. They could do some damage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Shape shift out. I shape shift back to um back to Furbolg and I say, Okay. Now do you understand why we don't yell things in the forest? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> what? <laughs> when we yell, dinner comes. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm all fine with it. I heal for ten. I use my last first level spell to heal a wall for ten. Cool. Oh, thank you. Are we going to take I a short rest and use some hit dice, or is anybody else still hurt? Yeah, I, I would be okay with that. Do any of you party people have any pretty songs you could sing? We can if we're if you're wrestling, we can give you and uh, we can do a duet. All right, so you guys uh, are, are gonna I start skinning. You guys the, are gonna um, attempt a, a short rest. Uh, I yeah. I vote yes. Okay. Um, we'll we'll go ahead and and stop there because that's our time, and I have to go to work. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So we'll wait to handle the short rest till the okay. beginning of of next week. Okay. Just okay. know that okay. there might be more Great turkeys. Was- you never know. <laughs> right. Bren was Damn getting turkeys. the turkeys and trying to save the meat in some way. Okay, yeah, some of them weren't weren't too too bad, but but some of them were were probably wouldn't want to try to eat. But should be yeah, enough for you guys to have some fresh meat for supper. The rest can be eaten by scavengers. There you go. Well, thanks for coming, guys. It went yeah, thank you. you. <laughs> It was fun. Thanks. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. Please and all. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for coming, everyone. Fun. Fun. Thanks, everybody. I we'll really like week. being a dire wolf. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Circle of the Moon is supposed to be you know, like kind of OP at lower levels, but like. <sighs> <laughs> she has a taste of it now. got some blood in the mouth it's all over now that's right so so phoebe the sheet has the animal stats in it 
Uh, yeah, you can choose animals by CR rating. Awesome. That's 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 redundant. Challenge rating, rating, <laughs> challenge <laughs> rating. Uh, and yeah, there's a whole little uh, sheet in here. It's like four um, animals per sheet. Like I have a uh, lion, warhorse, direwolf, brown bear here. Does it have? Oh, the, I actually uh, have a sheet? question. So my limitations um, due to my low level. Uh, it says no fly or swim. Is that just speed, or is it like it, no I can't turn into a fly? Yeah, you can't. No flying creatures until a certain level yet. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just checking. Yeah, so if it has a fly speed, yeah. you can't can't do it yet. But oh well. But remember, you have different parameters because you're circle of the moon than the normal. So you need to look under circle of the moon to see like the CRs and stuff that you can turn into because you can turn yeah, into better I, stuff. I know that's uh, yeah. Direwolf is a challenge rating of one. I think. I think I can go up to. Yeah. Um, where was it? I can go pretty high. Like I, I think next level guess. you might be able to to turn into a brown bear multi attack. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I can go up to a CR one. But yeah, that was a CR one. Cool. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for episode 204 of Game Master's Journey. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can email me at gamemastersjourney at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at like Starwalker. You can also call the Game Master's Journey voicemail number and leave me a message. If your question or feedback is entertaining or enlightening or both, you might even hear that message on the show. The phone number is 951-GMJ-LEX-1. That's 951-465-5391. Or you can find that number in the show notes. You can find those show notes at starwalkerstudios.com slash Game Master's Journey. And there you can also find links to connect with the Game Master's Journey community on Google+, Discord, and now our own private forum, where you can share ideas, questions, and stories with other listener GMs. If you have comments, questions, or feedback on the show, I would love to hear from you. If you'd like to support the show, the best way you can help me out is by becoming a patron. You can find out all about becoming a patron at patreon.com slash starwalkerstudios. You can also head to starwalkerstudios.com slash support to find all the other great ways you can support the show, including purchasing a t-shirt or my D&D adventure, The Trickster's Labyrinth. You can also use my Amazon referral link whenever you shop on Amazon. You can find all these ways to support the show and more again at starwalkerstudios.com slash support. I hope that you have a chance to play your favorite RPG this week. I hope you have a chance to run your favorite RPG. I'll be back soon with another episode of Game Master's Journey. Until then, game on. This has been a Starwalker Studios production, your source for quality gaming and hobby podcasts. This episode's music, courtesy of Cloudwalker, Transboy, Renfield, Stanko, and Ish. See the show notes for more details at starwalkerstudios.com slash Game Master's Journey.